Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to another Geek Town podcast. Today I'm talking to Martha Howe Douglas and Lawrence Rickard of the hit Skywarn show Yonderland, which is released on DVD on the 17th of February in the UK. As ever, if you want to know any more news or info on the return or renewal of any TV show in the UK, visit the main website at geektown.co.uk. This time around, the interview is split into two parts. Uh, first up is Martha Howe Douglas. Hope you enjoy the interviews. Hi, Martha. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yes, very good. Thank you. Good. Um, so we're here to talk about Yonderland, um, yeah. which I, we actually spoke just before it aired, um, uh, back end of last year, um, yes. and I hadn't actually seen it because I hadn't had the checklist yet. But I've never seen the whole series. I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. Oh, good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just just wonderful kind of family um, drama. I, I you know ent- comedy entertainment thing. I just think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm going to ask, where did the idea for the show actually come up from? Um, it was originally, um, I think, a, an idea that Ben and Matt had um, for a film, I think, originally. Um, right. And then when Working Title wanted to do something with us, it, it, it became it became Yonderland. Um, but yeah, their idea was about an elf bridge um, to whoever. It, it, it wasn't you know, specified whether it was a, a lady or a child or whoever was, you know, the person that went through to the right. world. Um, and it, it developed into me, obviously. Um, but but um, but yeah, it was it was Ben and Matt's original idea, and it just developed from there. Ah, okay. Um, given given how much of uh, of a sort of pure ensemble piece um, horrible histories was, was it a yeah. bit sort of nerve wracking taking over the the being kind of the main lead role in this? Hugely, yeah. It was a real responsibility for me. I definitely. Definitely felt the pressure <laughs> because you're, you know, we we talked a lot about her character, Debbie's character, and you know, it was it was difficult to kind of get that balance of, you know, we didn't want a naggy, do you know? It, yeah. it was it was really important the audience got behind her, and and that was, you know, obviously that was in the writing, but also yeah. in the acting as well. So yeah, it was it was a huge responsibility. <laughs> um. 
you given that you're you're kind of playing one main character, do you, are you kind of envious of of the others getting to play lots of multiple different things? Well, I thought I would be, but actually, <laughs> it was really nice to get your teeth into something. You know, and you know, we because we'd come from horrible histories where you were just you know you're playing you know a pet and then a queen in the afternoon. It, you you were you were all over the place, so it's quite yeah. nice to have something solid that you have a backstory and have you know, develop that character. So, and also, I wasn't in makeup very much. All the boys had wigs and beards. And, and no, I, did, I don't miss that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the, n- nice thing to be able to stroll in sort of half an hour before uh, before you've got exactly. a set and everybody else has sat in chairs for ages. Exactly, yes. yeah. Oh, the, 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 the one when they were the... Um, Oh, with the blue characters. Oh, God. Oh, they, yes. they, they were trying to get that blue off them for weeks. So, no, I, I wasn't envious of that bit, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the, with, with the show being being aimed more, yeah, very much at a younger, well, a sort of family audience, is yeah. it hard to, to keep a sort of balance with the, some of the villainous characters to not make them too scary for the younger kids? Um, I don't think I don't think we really consciously thought about that. It's you know, it, it, it is the evil character, but he's not. You know, he's he's an idiot. You know, he's not. Yeah. No, he's, no, he's no near as evil as you know he thinks he is. So, but I, you know, I'm cousin uh, who's seven uh, was frightened of the demons. But you yes. know that. Yeah, I mean, because they're quite. You know, they're quite horrible to look at. Yeah. But I don't think we—I don't think we consciously thought because we wanted to appeal, you know, across the board. We didn't really temper it for children at all, right? Yeah. You know, and some yeah. some of the jokes even are, are a bit sort of, you know, <laughs> on the edge. But you know, <laughs> but I think I think you take out what you what you want from it, definitely. <laughs> were, were there stuff that that um, when it had kind of got to Sky or, or you know it, it had it, they'd asked you to take jokes out or was there anything that stepped slightly over the line that they thought needed removing for that sort of time slot? <laughs> Well, definitely because the six thirty slot, we had to be, you know, we had to be, and and you know, our our sort of humour might be a bit more adult than than perhaps we were allowed to do. But that's just that's just a symptom of the time slot, really. I don't, you know, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think we still got away. We still got away with a few. Things. Yeah, no, I, I think um. you probably did. There are definitely it's it's got that lovely quality of 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 definitely playing to the adults as almost as much as it plays to the kids. I think in places, We're just kind of going it's over cheeky. their heads. There's a cheeky yeah. edge. Definitely, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how much um, improvising do you get to do uh, while you're actually on set? Because obviously you're dealing with the puppets a lot of the time. So I, I just wondered yeah. how much, how, how much um, you managed to get. There wasn't really because a lot of the script came from improvisation. You know, characters right. and, and okay. things. So there, there wasn't really, there wasn't really need to do that. I don't think. You know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a great improviser anyway. I prefer to, you know, have a script. But, I mean, yeah. some of the boys are, are obviously brilliant at that. But, it, we, you know, we got to mess about, uh, you know, yeah. and add things and, and whatever. But I think we, we were fairly happy with the, the way the scripts were when we went to shoot. That there was for that. I mean, in Horrible Histories, that it used to go on all the time. You know, yeah. they, used to, they used to not shout cut because, you know, it would just go on and on. But <laughs> it, it wasn't, there wasn't really need for it in Young Land, I don't think. <laughs> Obviously, we talked before about about what it's like working uh, with the puppets and stuff. Um, <laughs> is there another TV show out there that's on air at the moment that you think could be improved by adding puppets to it? 
Oh God, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think we might have, um, we might have created, you know, maybe we might have brought that back into, you know, because for, for this generation, you know, they don't have anything like that. Muppets, obviously. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think you can improve lots of things with the addition of, you know, they're, they're, they were great. They were fun to, you know, fun to have in the show. And I think unexpected as well. People, people didn't expect do something like that so it was quite fun to do yeah was was there particularly a reason why i mean because i love them i think they're brilliant but yeah was there a reason why you went down the puppet route over doing something like cgi oh i think i think just it was the charm of the puppets you know it was everything cgi now and i think we've lost we've lost that you know we've lost the sort of the sort of basicness of of you know a, a a puppet it's if it's if it's not there, it's not real. Then it, I think you you lose that, you know. And because we we wouldn't we wouldn't have like a multi million pound budget to do that, the RCGI looks a bit mad. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. the, you know, the basis of the show being the family show that we wanted it to be, I think the addition of puppets rather than you know anything else was was absolutely right for that yeah. for, for that style. Yeah. No, they they do work incredibly well. I think. Um, and I mean, you. yeah, your your. I think the interaction with them um, comes across brilliantly because I know you were talking about how difficult it is to kind of work around them sometimes. Um, yeah. Because uh, they're on trolleys and stuff underneath you, aren't they? So but That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All around you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of trying not to step on puppeteers. Uh, that's it, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, do you have... Was there a favourite part of, of the the shoot um or do you have a favorite episode of the show um i really enjoyed um the monks episode yeah. because yeah because all together and i think you know it was really quite rare um to yeah. have that you know yeah. because the boys were obviously in and out and everybody had their story you know their episode from week to week so there was you know in and out in and out but with with the monks obviously we didn't have simon but we were all together, which was really rare, and and that's the best part. That's the fun part when you you know you can all mess about together. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think the monks episode is, is probably my favourite for that reason. And do you have a favourite character in the show? I'm a big fan of Mojo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think he's a great little character. Yeah. But from from the acting point of view, I think Nagata's is a genius character. <laughs> so well and you know that i think that's when we talk about improvisation i know some of his stuff um came you know from him just spouting out stuff yeah. while he was filming but he's he's just, i think he's played that brilliantly it's it's a really funny character so yeah i've been a garden do you when you when you're filming do you get to to see any of any of his stuff you know when when the, the you're all kind of milling around on on set so you get to see each other's stuff when you're doing stuff individually yeah did we did, we missed a lot of Nagatus because it was he he was filmed on his own a lot right. of the time you know with the demons so we yeah. weren't being the boys would be in makeup or or whatever or sometimes we were filming other things because yeah. uh, we we'd have a split unit but uh, I, the, the Nagatus stuff I I didn't I didn't see but you know we were given um, the rushes and stuff you know when when to get yeah. them. Um, which I think is important as well when you're filming something like that to, to kind of get the to be able to watch what you're doing and, and yeah. you know 
I, I hate doing it, but I think it's really important to do. <laughs> it's really important because like it kind of keeps now. you on track. No, I can't bear it. No, I absolutely hate it. But I think it's you know it's a necessity. Yes, yeah, I, I guess it. And so, particularly, I mean, if you're if you're working in that sort of environment and you've got all you know, you've got trying to put the stories together and you've got a dealing with inserting puppets and all that sort of stuff it must be uh, must be a bit of a nightmare to edit together are, are you involved yeah, oh, in that yeah. editing process as well no we could have been um we had a brilliant editor who um came with us from horrible histories mike holiday oh, right. and um yeah so he kind of he knew you know he knows us so well and he knows the kind of you know, uh, style of, of how we perform and stuff. So it was great to have him on. Um, but, you know, we, he, he was editing on site at Elstree, so we could go up at any time, you know, right, and see okay. what he's up to. And, you know, but because we've worked with him for such a long time, where he edits is, it, it may as well be one of us, you know, to make the cut. <laughs> right, it's, yeah. it, we, we, all, we all kind of agree how, how that's done. Um, but I think, you know, Larry had quite a lot to do with that process. Right, um, okay. But, you know, because there's so many of us, it would be a bit shambolic <laughs> if we were all sitting in a, if we were all sitting yes. in a room together. So we assigned Larry a, a cool showrunner. Um, right. And, you know, he, he kind of, he was our priest, basically. Um, right, but you, okay. overall, we agree on everything. So it, it's, it's fine. It's not too bad. <laughs> So, what are you doing next? Um, you've got you've got uh, Bill in the works, haven't you? Yes, we we go on Monday actually to York oh. to start filming. Yeah, we've got um, I think it's seven weeks of filming. So, yeah, that's happening imminently. <laughs> is that is that a movie or is that a series? It's a movie. You know, it's, it's a movie. movie. It's BBC film right. um, and punk punk cinema. Um, so, and it's it's again, it's a, a script that we wrote. Um, but obviously, it's it's all the six of us. So, yeah, we're all playing multiple parts again. So it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's about it's about Shakespeare, but yeah. it's sort of um, it's fictional. It's not it's not horrible. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's just it's a, his sort of his life before he became a writer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a really good script. <laughs> um, is is that for cinema release or is that <laughs> going to be for TV release? No, it'll be cinema, yeah. Awesome. Well, no. cool. Yeah, no, it's great. It's so exciting. We can't, <laughs> we can't quite believe it. It seems to, you know, it's in the making. And yeah. suddenly we're, you know, we're going for costume fittings and we leave on Monday. It's, wow. Yeah, it's very exciting. Very exciting. We've got a week's rehearsal and then uh, seven weeks filming. And I saw the boys yesterday and they were talking <laughs> about the week's rehearsal being like Freshers' Week. <laughs> <laughs> So I think they're looking forward to it, definitely. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And that's shooting in York, did you say? Yeah, in York, and I think we go to Bolton at one point. Um, and then okay. there's some uh, stuff back uh, back down south in Sussex, I think, um, oh. at the tail end of it. So, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And do you, have you had any news about whether you're doing a second series of Yonderland yet? We haven't. No, we're we're hoping. Obviously, we've got lots of ideas and stuff. Yeah. But um, no, we haven't had it no. confirmed yet. Okay, cool. That's. Uh, um, I I really hope it does because I I, I thank thoroughly you. enjoyed it and it's completely unique and and I think oh, it, thank it, you, Dave, it's absolutely awesome. wonderful. So thank you. <laughs> all right, I should probably let you go. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Thank you. Speak to you. Bye. And that's it for the Martha Douglas part of the interview. Um, next up is Lawrence Rickard. Hope you enjoy. Hi Larry, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I wanted to ask, where did the idea for the show come from? Um, it came from, I mean, one of the, the sort of the main reason for doing it was, was that the six of us wanted to, to carry on working together. Um, and that we wanted to find a vehicle that us to still kind of put, play around with, you know, voices and Ray the dressing up pops and, and yeah. costumes and wigs and keep it. Uh, multi-character and allow us to do sort of something that was slightly anarchic in places and slightly surreal and it's quite quickly that we, we settled on the idea of doing uh, fantasy for that yeah. reason and um, you know as is the way with so many fantasy stories wanted to find a way of grounding that which is where the idea of um, of Debbie of having someone from our world going through to to our fantasy world. Um, and then the kind of, you know, device of that came out of an idea that, that um, Matt and Ben from the gang had had uh, for a, a possible uh, feature. Yeah. And um, it was kind of, yeah, but that, all that was thrown into uh, the melting pot. And uh, Yonderland is what came out. Cool. Um, were you a fan of, of kind of the, the, the various puppet shows and you know did you take any inspiration from other fantasy um I think absolutely i mean i think there's you know the, uh, you, there's a strong uh henson influence in there and i think we're all of you know the six of us are of that generation that, that grew up with you know everything from the muppets to labyrinth and, and dark yeah. crystal um you know and there's also you know influences in there's, there's uh c.s lewis and all sorts of um sorts of different influences in terms of the aesthetic. The strongest one is definitely, um, you know, Henson and whether it's, you know, remember we, we all sort of um, loved the, um, the storyteller, the John Hurt show that, that Henson made in the 80s. Yes, I remember um, that. Yeah. And, um, and so it, it was partly from that. And also, you know, the idea of we'd all, I'd, I'd written uh, for, shows with puppets in before and Matt particularly had the sort of you know keenness to, to work with them they do they have such a wonderful in some ways lack of expression you know not, nothing deadpan <laughs> yeah. better than the puppets does than you, <laughs> a, a certain sort of comedy which it, it lends itself to yeah. and also um, the, there was something charming about it and yeah. you kind of I mean I think there's always that worry that puppets aren't realistic and a modern audience won't buy them. And I think I've always found with, with CGI characters, you spend so much time kind of examining how good the CGI is. Is it working? Or well, that's kind of realistic, that bit less so. Yeah. So kind of never get absorbed. Whereas with the puppet, from frame one, you go, that's a puppet. And you stop <laughs> asking that question. You just, you just accept it as a character in the same way as you would with an actor. So it's yeah. kind of easier for storytelling in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, you know, you, you spend, I, I think with the CGI, the problem is the CGI has got to be 
so bang on i think for people to actually yeah. accept it these days as well. uh, absolutely absolutely you know that's a, that's the strange thing about you kind of go well cgi is better because we're able to do that you have to spend so much time and money and you will only ever no matter how much time and money you spend you will only ever get something which is 99 percent right yeah. so you can't you, you can you can waste a lot of time trying to get a, uh, attain a perfection that you'll never achieve whereas yeah. as a puppet you go that's we're not trying to and <laughs> yeah. the audience immediately buys that they're not trying to and so they stop asking the question and then you know it just to say it becomes about story and character and jokes and um it kind of removes that that whole level from the equation which is actually sort of tremendously liberating from both the performers and the writing point of view to not have to worry about that side yeah yeah um when you took the show to Sky, was it something that was it like a hard sell to them? Because it's, I mean, it's, it's quite out of the box compared to everything else they do. Um, or or yeah. did they did they just leap at it? No, I mean they were very supportive um, early on. I think you know they they uh, recognised that um, our desire to, to do something which was uh, multi-character, um, and I think they, yeah. they saw that the, that that was a good avenue. And also, you know, I think because they have this drive towards family programming, particularly on Sky One, yeah. they could um, see what the fantasy would put in that box. And they were at that time, coincidentally, um, starting to kind of examine the possibility of doing some sort of a show with some sort of fantasy element. So um, the, the, those two sides, sort of us and them, actually came together relatively um, quickly and easily. They were very enthusiastic from an early stage, um, which yeah, which could very easily not have been the case because, like you say, with, with something that's that technically difficult and something where the aesthetic is kind of slightly from a bygone era, yeah. it, it could easily have been a hard sell. But um, no, they, they, they got on board with it from, from a very early stage. The, uh, that's good. I mean... It, it... It, it seems to fit very well there, and it, it uh, you know, I, I, um, it's just nice to have kind of puppets in that sort of environment back on a yeah. on a sort of Saturday, you know, Sunday evening kind of show, you know. Um, yeah, I'd really miss the Muppet Show. I do wish they'd bring it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's still it's one of those things that still stands up so incredibly well. Yeah. And again, you know, one of the things about it is it doesn't age because it's the something time that's about puppetry. Yeah. You know, if if, if uh, you know, in twenty years' time, I'm sure we look back at some of the, you know, twenty thirty years' time, if you look back at some of the CGI cartoons and uh, kid shows of today. Yeah. Um, you you probably you know they don't think they would have aged quite as well as the Muppets. <laughs> no, probably not. But speaking of Muppets, did did you see the Lady Gaga and Muppet thing that they showed on Channel Five? I think it went out on Thanksgiving in the US. No, I I, I didn't. I I um I heard about that. I know there was a couple of things I did, but no, I I haven't seen those. No. I, I, I just I, look it out if you can find it. I, I, my personal feeling of was that you couldn't really have had a more inappropriate person to be doing the show with. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. you know? yeah. And I, it was just like, I, I, it was sort of like them trying to do a sort of an extended Muppet show, but with Lady Gaga in the middle. And Lady Gaga's songs really, and, and her as a personality, not really the right fit, I don't think. But, uh, oh, okay. Just going on yeah, to the, no, fam- I could do that. Yeah, the sort of family <laughs> audience vibe that the Muppets are supposed to provide. And, uh, yeah. Uh, didn't yeah. quite work for me. I mean, I think the thing that we found that was surprising is how much, you know, because. We wanted it first and foremost. We just wanted to make 
a comedy show, yeah. you know, which is our, our approach to everything we've done has always been, you know, we don't sort of target it as such when we're performing or writing. We just try and get um, a comedy. Um, and one of the things we found very quickly with the puppets is that they kind of buy you a slight license to do things which are in some ways cheekier. You know, yeah. the, the, the assumption might be that you go, oh, well, you know, if you've got puppets, that, that ages it down. But we found the completely opposite. You get away with an awful lot. You know, sometimes there's things that characters are doing that, that were that a real person doing it, someone would come along and go, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> but you give it to a puppet and it kind of charms its way through yeah. the, the, these tangled issues. So yeah. um, it is interesting. Yeah. In the same way, I suppose, you know, that you, a lot of the things that they, they kind of cover on, you know, fam, Family Guy, for example, yeah, there's stuff that they get away on that you really wouldn't. I mean, it's uh, that's uh, it's interesting example because he's because Seth MacFarlane's just written Dads, um, mm-hmm. which is a live action show, and there are some jokes in yeah. that that got heavily criticised. Um, w- which had they been in Family Guy, in fact, they have very similar jokes in Family Guy, and yeah. he's completely got away with it. You know, so oh, absolutely. No, it, it's, it's it's an amazing thing. It, it, you you it sort of taps into something the very fact when you when mm. you start looking at the animation or, or puppetry anything with that kind of aesthetic which you would naturally tie into you know your your, your childhood and your youth yeah it kind of it, it there's this um, unconscious uh, connection there which which just buys you a degree of sort of um, of, of levity in it and, and you do find that you can you can just sort of push that that boundary of cheekiness a little bit more. It's amazing, particularly the family guy. You know, yeah. the things that I've laughed at, but laughed at with a very, very, you know, hanging jaw. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. just go, uh, if, you, if you put that on a live action show, I don't think you uh, I don't think it would have made it to the screen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, going back to Yondland, um, mm-hmm. was there, is there ever a um, favourite character you have in the show? Uh I'm pleased to say that's a really difficult one to answer, which okay. hopefully means that, we, you know, because each each episode is kind of takes you through, um, you know, different characters and different sort of parts of, of the world. Um, I uh, I really loved the ninnies. Um, yeah. Um, just, there, was some, there was something wonderfully simple about the conceit of they're just, they're, 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 uh, so stupid they're actually evolving backwards and <laughs> yeah. it's so much fun to write to write funny stuff for people who are endlessly endlessly stupid you know who who build doorways and staircases up to doorways <laughs> in separate places <laughs> yes um so he, they were really fun but i mean my favorite personally because i got to play him was probably um uh, kendall the right. uh, jeweler with a, a worrying relationship <laughs> his creation <laughs> yes <laughs> I think it was Jack Phil um, who, who described him as Teuton- a Teutonic glam rock pervert <laughs> that's, that's actually yeah, that's pretty much bang on yes yeah. no I I'm uh... I I like the, uh, the the wizard and the um, oh, yeah the, the little what's the little psychic called um, oh and Mojo yeah Mojo, I mean, yes, they were yeah, fun yeah. but it was nice to do a proper um, double act and again they had you know he he was there was something really charming about him the, the, the puppeteers on that in terms of both design and Steve Kimman who yeah. did, did, did his voice fantastic it was just you know it was a really it's a very simple puppet it's literally a furball yeah but expressive you know i think that's when the puppets really come alive when um it's just it's eyes and a mouth 
Yeah. Uh, he's got a mouth, and then that, that detaches, and there's a sad mouth. Other than that, all just the skill of the puppeteer and, you know, and his voice. And uh, it's one of those ones that just really came to life. (laughs) I did mean that Steve Kinman had to spend an awful lot of time um, hiding under my clothes in order to (laughs) puppeteer a character who kind of lives in my armpit. But he never complained. (laughs) Did you have a a favourite scene to shoot or favourite part of of shooting the show? It's fun working with, with... with Martha, who plays Debbie, um, yeah. partly because she's just really good family way, but also because she's playing a, a character, you know, there's so much craziness kind of going on in the world. But the fact that her character is so, um, you know, is, is relatively kind of straight and slightly sensible. Yeah. There's always really fun dynamics in that <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of put her next to a character like, you know, someone who's kind of befuddled as, um, uh, Wizard Bradley or Mojo or whoever it might yeah, be, yeah, yeah. and it's just you, you, there's always good sort of scope for comedy in there, so they're always fun. And particularly like the one, one of my favourite little scenes to shoot was at the end of the, um, it was the end of episode two, where um, Debbie sort of asks Wizard Bradley for a, a favour, and he <laughs> he assumes that she's talking about something which she most definitely isn't talking about, <laughs> and kind of flits between excitement fear and uh, disappointment yeah. in the space of a couple of seconds <laughs> and that, that was really that was a fun one yeah yeah no i i, I think my my, my favourite little bit is it's in the first episode I think the the two overly polite knights that uh, oh yeah the glance yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, the glance, they're, they're yeah. really good fun as well <laughs> they're polite to the death <laughs> yeah, yeah no yeah. nice art uh, the, the school children saying sorry Yes, very much, very much slightly inspired by one of my nephews. <laughs> really grudging, grudging apology. <laughs> so, um, one final thing is uh, just <laughs> wanted to ask you how things are going with Bill because um, I know that's your next thing. Um, very well. We're just sort of uh, tightening the final few bolts, and then we go on on Monday. We head up to Yorkshire um, to start um, sort of rehearsals and. and you know, bits of um, fight training and exciting things like that. And then, um, yeah, it's a, a week on Monday. We start filming our first scenes. Uh, it's tremendously exciting. We're <laughs> uh, starting to get, you know, starting to get all the uh, photos coming through of all of the, you know, it's almost entirely. In fact, I think now it is entirely shot on location, all in the UK, proper sort of British film, British comedy. Um, and, you know, in that exciting phase of um, trying on our wigs and beards and getting our corsets made, <laughs> our, um, our, um, uh, yeah, our costumes and capes and things. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's tremendously exciting. Can't, can't wait to get started. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing that and uh, hopefully, you. hopefully uh, seeing a second season of uh, Yonderland as well. Yeah, it would be fantastic. Awesome. Thanks for talking to me. No problem at all. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.